Hello, everyone. It's Bob McCraney with This Month in Realty, and I've been laughing with my good friend, Heather Witt. Uh, Heather is the owner of the Witt Group with EXP Realty. Uh, she services the Georgetown, Austin areas of Texas. Heather, thank you for coming back and making me laugh some more. Tell me a little bit about the market in Austin. Absolutely, Bob. I love coming back because we do spend a lot of time laughing yes. together, don't we? <laughs> well, um, of course, as uh, is usually the case, I do have some stuff to share today. Ooh, um, Yes, I know. I love all my stats. And, and this is a really interesting kind of switch in our housing market. We've been, you know, we had a real roller coaster at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Things just went crazy. And then, you know, everyone's been talking about what to expect next year, what's going on through the holidays and what to expect in 2022. And it turns out that depending on who you ask, nobody knows. <laughs> it's really kind of interesting. Um, so Realtor.com has a forecast here, and here's the Austin Round Rock area. And they're kind of expecting, uh, Lawrence Yun, who's the chief economist of the National Association of Realtors, kind mm -hmm. of expects things to slow down a little bit as far mm -hmm. as our crazy appreciation, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so he expects more housing inventory to hit the market. And that that intense multiple offer situation we've been seeing in the earlier part of the year is going to continue continue to ease um, and that home prices are going to continue to rise, but at a much slower rate. And as you see here, he's anticipating or the National Association of Realtors is anticipating about 3% year over year mm -hmm. in uh, a price jump, right? So back to kind of the days of old uh, was more of a normal increase that we were seeing in the single digits, okay? Now, if you ask someone else like Redfin's chief economist, he seems to think that by the end of the year, there's going to be 100,000 fewer homes for sale and that there, that there were in February when the um, housing supply hit rock bottom. And so he's anticipating that we're going to see uh, kind of a, a, um, a lack of inventory continue and that, mm. that will um, and that buyers are going to continue to kind of be waiting in the queue to purchase. And so there's there's some disagreement there, it seems. Um in, in what we're going to expect. And so it'll be interesting to see how the year plays out, how things uh, and move forward. What I've been seeing is that in certain areas of town, we are still seeing multiple offers, okay? Right. If it's a really nicely cared for home in a good area with good schools, we're still seeing multiple offers. We're still seeing higher price points. Um, I'm, I am seeing a lot of buyers being more picky. They're uh, actually not going in necessarily, uh, depending on the area, with a full price offer. They mm -hmm. are asking for more things to be fixed on the house during their option period. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, we're seeing a lot more price decreases on the seller side, too. So the market right now, and this could just be seasonality, does seem to be leveling out a bit. Okay. Um, what I wanted to show is a historic price, uh, sales price chart for the Austin area. This is Travis and Williamson counties from 2011 all the way to now in 2021. See this lovely little jump right here? Wow. <laughs> that was the beginning of the year. <laughs> that was wow. the first and second quarters. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. And it went up. And to see it in numerical form. Dang. Congratulations yeah. to all the homeowners who got in the I market know. that way. Right. <laughs> so as you can see, historically, we've been seeing a, a lot of single digits, except in 2012, which is when we started seeing the market like really change after the mortgage crisis happened in 08. Um, you know, we've been seeing a, a pretty steady single digit movement right. upwards until <laughs> 2021, when you saw this 31 yeah. percent. And there it is again. Yeah. 
So that's kind of what we've been seeing. And again, what we expect for this next year, I really have been seeing in action, at least for our area, more of a normalization of activities between buyers and sellers. So right. yes, prices are up, but you know buyers are being a little more uh, picky about what they're choosing. Um, we do still have very low inventory uh, that doesn't seem to be bringing us back to the crazy we saw early in the year just yet. Okay, excellent, good stats there. Thank you. You know I love me. A person who has a good spreadsheet. That's that's my science uh, background coming out. It is. Got to do spreadsheets. Love the spreadsheets. The, the science of real estate is important. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> okay, so let's transition then, because tell me about new builds, because new builds uh, is, is is the thing up here with you know not having no, enough new builds. What's the good, the bad, and the ugly with new builds in Austin? All right, uh, the good is going to be real short. Um, the bad is a whole lot of bad. And I don't know if you can see this whole thing here. Let me just move this over a little bit. Um, the realtor community has been experiencing all kinds of scary stuff with um, new builds, with the mm -hmm. home builders. And we're all pretty sick of it. Now, that's not to say that all home builders are bad. Um, but what I highly, highly, highly recommend is that if you are considering a new build, whether it is from ground up, or whether it's an inventory, good luck finding those. There are some here right now, but um, they're still doing a bid process. Have a realtor represent you because yeah, the problem is, is that um, there are way too many things that are going into the contracts, way too many things that are happening um, that are negatively affecting the consumer. Yeah. Um, and as you can see in our private Facebook groups, I mean, we, we are really kind of fed up about what's been going on. Um, home builders are canceling contracts. They're canceling the day of closing because wow. they say that a client was rude, right? They have written into their contracts, the right to terminate without cause, hmm. Yeah. And, and this is where we, as, a, as real estate brokers, we're going to say, Hey, y'all need to contact a real estate attorney. Because Absolutely. this is this is outside the scope of what we're licensed for. But yeah, canceling without cause is just it's just bad karma. I mean, they literally the day of closing, I have seen so many of these types of posts in our private Facebook groups where people are are reaching out going, hey, has anyone, you know, experienced this? What can we right. do? What's going on? Um, and there's really nothing that we can do, unfortunately. Um, you have right. to go to an attorney to, to fight that, but we're seeing it over and over and over again. I have a situation where the uh, home builder, it, they, they literally forgot to push the button to send back a, a um, correction on a permit. Hmm. It held things up for four months. Oh my gosh. We could not for the life of us get the builder to act. We had already talked to the city planning and zoning. They said, we're waiting for them to press go and send us the correction. We could not get the builder to press the button and go. Wow. So four months later, if you look at right now, what mortgage interest rates are, four months ago, they would have had a full point less on their mortgage rate than they do today. So three and a half today, because you have to use the builder's lender, right? Right, or two and a half four months ago, right? That's a huge, huge. That's a, that's, that's a lot of money. Price. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of money. money. 
So there's all sorts of things that, you know, are going on right now. The quality of the builds, in my opinion, are absolutely horrendous for the most part. Again, not all builders. I'm just generalizing right now. Mm -hmm. um, but you really, really, really want to have your agent uh, with you during those walkthroughs because we know what to look for. We've seen it all right. before. Some builders are not allowing outside third-party inspectors. Period. I've also heard that they're not, that some are not allowing outside um, lenders either. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of builders, you know, will make you get pre-approved through their lender first, but mm -hmm. then you have up to 45 days from the date of close to, you know, switch to a different lender. Now, right. sometimes that'll be tied into some credits that they give you. Right. And there You're are lenders, there are lenders who can match that, right? Yep. Some of them can't, like uh, one that I was doing had a $12,000 flooring allowance, only hmm. if they use the builder's lender. Well, the builder's lender has fees that are totaling almost $10,000 more than an outside lender, and their interest rates also a full half point higher than any outside lender. But they'd lose that $12,000 flooring allowance, and you have to look at where's your break even on that. If I go with the lender with a lower interest rate, with the lower fees, right? It, it turns out that in this situation, it's almost even because of the the twelve. And then, could you just amount. refinance it in a year to a lender of your preference? Yes, but where are interest rates going to be in a year? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So these there's are the questions that keep us awake at night. Yes, exactly. I mean, it is a fine, you know, it, it it's this dance that you have to do, especially if you're building from day one to the end, and you're not just buying inventory. There's so much time and so many things that can happen in that time frame that yeah. you really, 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 unless you're an expert builder yourself, um, have someone who's been through this process and jumped through all these hoops many times to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so next question. That's that. <laughs> no, that's that's good. That's amazing. Um, you were telling me you had a recent uh, situation. You you do dog rescue. You I had do. a situation that happened. Tell me about that. Yeah, so it was it was really eye opening to me, um, and I think that it speaks not just to people who rescue dogs, um, but you know, just for anybody in business. I, I saw this parallel that was kind of um, you know disconcerting to me, where the the rescue, which is a fabulous thing, right? To wet, to rescue animals is wonderful, um, but to be so. This person was so ingrained and so stuck on their mission statement, it was to the detriment of the animal. Oh, no. And for us in business, you know, to be so stuck in set in our ways to lose sight of what our end goal is, mm -hmm. right? So take a step back and kind of like look at what am I saying, what am I doing, and how is that really serving my clients or serving the animals in this case, right? right. Um, you know, it, it was just such an eye-opening experience. Logic and reason um, had nothing to do with any of the conversations with this person. Um, it was all about my goal is X. And in this case, it was to take the dog out of Texas, for any reason, I mean, it doesn't matter what was happening, get the dogs out of Texas. That was their goal. Apparently, Texas euthanizes more dogs than the entire rest of the country, any oh, other state wow. in the country. Yeah. Wow. So 
as a as a mission statement, if you know all of that information, and I, I don't work with this particular rescue, it was a situation where we found two dogs on the side of a road uh, walking down a freeway oh, uh, no. about to be killed by trucks, um, right. and we rescued them. And uh, yeah, and so it wasn't our normal rescue that I work with. It was mixed breed rescues. And so um, not everyone wants a mixed breed, breed apparently. Yeah. Uh, and so it was, we turned over the dog, had no idea that they were going to be shipping the dog to Canada. There's an underground railroad for dogs. Apparently. Um, and so, you know, for me, I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't want that for this particular dog. Um, she's not a Canada dog. You know, she's not a cold no. weather dog. She was found in Southern Texas where it's really, yeah. really hot. <laughs> right. Yes. And so, you know, I donated, you know, quite a bit of money to this rescue. And I was like, look, just give me the dog back. I have the means, I have the love, and I have the, the uh, yard for yeah. this dog to live happily here. And so, um, you know, part of what I'm going to be doing actually is, um, uh, this is story. Aww. Uh, actually, these are not what I want to be on top of there. I don't know why they're there. Let me get rid of those. Um, but uh, yes, here's story. Oh, adorable. Yes. And so the the lesson that I learned from this whole thing is for me in business, always keep my clients goals in mind. You know, if you if you do what's best for the client, mm -hmm. everything else works out. Exactly. I don't, I don't care what my personal feelings are about a situation. I will help. I don't like the new builders. I will help someone buy a new home. Yeah. <laughs> If that's what they want to do, I will do it, but I will be there to support them and make sure that they're protected. Same thing in this situation, you know, we got story back um, and uh, she's very happy now. So the never ending story that is adorable. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so so I'm going to write a little children's book named stories tale. <laughs> how would somebody contact you? Uh, 512-994-4663 is the best way by phone. Just call or uh, text me is great. Okay. And I'm going to put all your digits below. You come back next year? Yes. This absolutely. is the last one of the year. I know. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Tune in next month to hear more from, from Heather and other real estate experts around the United States and Canada. Take care. Thanks, Bob.